0: back to a brand new episode of Vagina Slims. For those who are new around here, my name is Lauren Rose and I run this thing every now and again. And uh, yeah, we're doing it for Valentine's Day coming up. I feel like for the past couple years I've done at least a podcast dedicated to Valentine's Day because it's either super depressing for people or it's... I don't know, it can be good for others, so I thought I'd come on and, you know, update and say some words, so, yeah. Um, Life, as I always start this out with, has been nuts. (laughs) Uh, I just got back from this film festival that I was working um, in Utah, and I won't name drop it or anything, but if you know, you know. Uh, but it was a crazy, crazy experience. It's my first time out there, and I have so many thoughts about celebrity and, um, the Me Too movement and good things that I saw, kind of weird situations that I had. Um, but I wanted to come on and kind of just play some songs, uh, for Valentine's Day and get this out on time because I know like I said, Valentine's Day can be depressing for people, or it can be inspiring for others, and there's so many, so many songs about love, or heartbreak, or God, like, everything, everything is about love, (laughs) so I have been going through, like, The Supremes, and Diana Ross, and I'm trying to get something good for you all, and, um, just kind of check in, so, I think to start off, I'm gonna go with uh, Ruby and the Romantics. This song I had heard on the radio, um, man, it's always a bop, it's just so bouncy and fun and beautiful, it's from the 60s, nice girl group vibe, Um, and yeah, this one's called Our Day Will Come, so enjoy.
1: How they will
0: welcome back that was ruby and the romantics with our day will come um from what i read it was a song that was released in i think 1963 or 64 uh hit number one on the billboard charts and yeah super beautiful and bouncy and um I always like listening to these kind of songs and researching them later because on YouTube, like, they just have the most pure comments ever. Like, somebody being like, my mom would play this, like, Sunday mornings and cook breakfast and this just reminds me of my childhood. And it's, like, definitely the type of song that this is. So, um, yeah. Oh, um... So yeah, the past month has been pretty crazy, just, I don't know, when I think about Valentine's Day, and you can think about your personal life, and your personal love life, and all that shit, but it was crazy, because um, the best part about the festival wasn't necessarily my job, (laughs) um, which I, you know, everyone probably feels the same, but it was just going to to it and experiencing it and seeing films and for me my favorite part was seeing um a few of my favorite directors like i saw gus van sant and lynn ramsey and it's just so wild because i have like all these vhs's that i grew up on um or that i discovered like in high school like my own private idaho and to die for by gus van sant and these just, these movies, like, shaped me completely for the rest of my life, and to see that person who created that in real life, and just to see how, like, humble they were, um, man, it was just really, really wild, and to know that I was, like, one person out of, like, 300 plus people in the audience who felt the same, or felt some sort of, like, respect for that person, it was just nuts, um, There were a couple of films that I liked out of the festival. The first one was Gus Van Sant's film called Don't Worry, He Won't Get Far on Foot, I believe. Um and it starred Joaquin Phoenix, Jack Black, Rooney Mara, um Jonah Hill. And that was like the first celebrity sighting that I had at the festival, my friend Imka and I Um, it was actually, I think the first film that I went to too, we were like, we got off our shift and she's like, Oh, you should come, you know, let's just go check this out. Cause it was close, like a theater by us. And we shuttled over there. And, um, as soon as we sat down, like the whole theater was sold out. It was filled. And actually in the line before I was talking to this British guy and it's crazy. Like at that festival, you'll, you have to wait in line for a movie for like an hour. So, um, like even if you have a ticket you kind of it's like tradition you camp out and you get there an hour an hour half even two hours early just so you can get in line and secure your spot so the strange thing about being there like I've never had this in my life ever but everybody was just so nice and talkative so I'm in line way too early like I shouldn't have been that early and we're standing outside in the cold and this British guy talks to me and he just came to utah um with his wife they just had moved there and he's like oh yeah i came up here and i'm volunteering and stuff i'm like oh that's cool and um yeah we talked for like an hour then my friend imka comes and we end up losing the dude in the line we're like kind of felt bad we're like oh should we save him a seat like i don't know whatever so we sit down and then (laughs) we notice that people are like getting their cameras out and stuff and just like standing up in their seats and taking photos i'm like oh this is weird and then i noticed two rows in front of me is Jonah Hill and Jack Black and I was like a huge Tenacious D fan for whatever reason I mean they're great you know well yeah um so it was crazy like I saw these celebrities like right in front of me and then out of nowhere the British dude who was like cool comes down like the aisle like barreling through with his phone out like ready to take photos just like interrupting Joan Hill's conversation and just like snapping photos of him talking to somebody is just wild I'm like wow like you used to be chill and now you're all I don't know so that was a thing you know that's my first instance of like seeing celebrities respecting their work but also it's like this this hidden code you know of a fan or of being like a public member like do you just Do you look at them while they're talking to people? Like, do you look away? Do you take a photo with your camera? Do you run up to them and ambush them? Like, it was wild. (laughs) So, anyways, they were in this film by Gus Van Sant, and it's about this um, cartoonist from Oregon named John Callahan, a real person. And uh, he's a funny guy. um, He's also an alcoholic. And so, at some point in his life, he ended up getting in this... um, near fatal car accident because of this friend driving drunk, and he becomes essentially, I mean, handicapped. He can't. He can barely use his arms. Like he needs support, and um, it's about his story dealing with alcoholism while being essentially paralyzed, and also finding catharsis through um, drawing comics and making these sort of. Um, commentary I don't know people say like off-color jokes which soon became dated you know later in life but they were kind of these glaring uh comments about race and uh other sorts of issues so Joaquin Phoenix played this guy um and I don't know it kind of shook me just because I feel like there's not a lot of representation about disability in narrative films um, like I feel like there are for a lot of like documentary films, but it was just really very painful to see him kind of grapple with this change in his mobility, and that's something that hits really close to home with my family. Um, and also just finding joy and the things that you can do, and I don't know, I was like crying the whole time, so that was awesome. And then, <laughs> the cringe part was that uh, so Gus Van Sant came on stage and he came with Danny Elfman who is this composer he's done like a bunch of Tim Burton films and he did the music for it To Die For he works with Gus Van Sant a lot and that was pretty wild just to see him too because he's just iconic like on every fucking VHS you probably own and um they were doing a QA and they're like alright and uh, here's Joaquin Phoenix and everybody's clapping like yeah because everyone loved him in the film. And he just didn't show up on stage. <laughs> and, and everybody was just, like, you know, looking back and forth at each other, like, oh, my God, like, he really did that. Um, So that was funny. And then Jonah Hill was, like, texting on stage, like, at Joaquin, being like, where are you? And so, yeah, that was real and a funny story that I can tell. Um, And then there's another film that I particular loved by Lynn Ramsey and she did um, Rat Catcher, um, We Need to Talk About Kevin, amazing amazing director and she had a film called um, You Were Never Really Here and it also stars Joaquin Phoenix um, and he is basically a hitman, Um, I believe he's like a veteran set in modern day times in new york city and he his job is to kind of save this girl from this underground creepy as fuck like lolita pedophile ring and um it's just super thrilling and intense and bloody and fantastic and so those were really 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 great films and i don't know that's like the shit that i love like when I think about Valentine's Day and all that stuff, like, that was probably the happiest I've been in a while, was just to, like, sit in a theater with a bunch of people who appreciated somebody else's work, and to see, you know, their projects for s- the first time, in some cases, and um, for people to stick around after and listen to the Q&As, and I don't know. It was just, like, pure bliss, so that was... The highs, you know, of being there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. They're just, it, it was good. There were good things. And I'm glad that I went and got to experience that. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. There's so much like immediacy. Like, I've never been bombarded with so many things that I love um all at once so those are the highs of the festival and i'm gonna transition with a next song and this is by the shangri laws and i have to shout out my friend frederick because he totally introduced me hardcore to this group and this song is called right now not later enjoy (laughs) ¡Suscríbete welcome back that was the shangri laws with um right now and not later super good song i um i don't know i just love that fucking like immediacy i don't know like i'm all for the slow burn of whatever like love or you know appreciating things whatever but i also like it when things are just like in your face and out there and honest and brave and whatever and yeah I don't know like I said before it was just strange thinking about that that um, couple of weeks that I was working that festival and how like bombarded I was with such great things um, but with good things you know they're always bad things and I did notice some like cringe and sad parts that I couldn't help but talk about or think about and I don't know um part of it has to do I guess the part I'll talk about is with like the me too movement and the general public and I don't know, I guess in general, it's just strange to think about that festival because that is the same place where, um, if you guys have been following the news, that's where Rose McGowan was allegedly assaulted by Harvey Weinstein, and it's really been nuts to think about this movement happening in Hollywood because it was just a few... I don't know, maybe like a year ago where I was being told from people in my community that, you know, if you want to pursue anything in this field, like that you really got to watch yourself being um, a woman or being a woman who isn't um, like outwardly masculine, I guess, if that makes any sense. Um, like people were really scared and now people are talking and being empowered yet there's always going to be this gray scale of of things that's going on and i guess it was just weird being there and realizing that there are so many great things happening and so many people being uplifted and supported but also this is like the same environment where like high rollers are and people with money are and people with perversions are and it's kind of sick to think like this beautiful like holy place that i like i made it out to be also like harbored this sinister like underbelly of hollywood like anywhere and um there were other instances where like i'd be in line and you know like i said before like everybody was so friendly and they'd talk about anything and then something like politics or the me too thing would pop up and for the most part like there are people who would, I guess, agree with my mindset, which is pretty liberal, and, you know, support any victim who says anything, but there was one point where I was talking to my friend's friends who I didn't know, and this woman immediately, I feel like she'd been in the business for a while, she's, like, said, you know, she's, like, shaking her head, she's, like, I have no sympathy for the women in Hollywood, like, they're all so rich, and, like, they have enough money, and all this stuff, and it kind of, like, shook me because naturally I believe anyone and want to support anyone, but I understood what she was saying and the fact that, you know, a lot of people will be complicit and keep their mouths shut even when they know that somebody is dangerous or perverted um, because they don't want to tarnish the reputation, um, lose out on gigs or whatever, and... I kind of, in a sense, appreciated her bluntness because that is real. Like, as much as Hollywood is like a, I don't know, like this um, magnifying glass into the world of sexual assault, like it's a good way to talk about it. It's also like a completely different world because you have money and reputation and all this stuff that, you know, the girl down the street can't face necessarily like it's a different different vibe and um i guess yeah it kind of like woke me up a little bit because there's so many more factors going on and um but then it's also just weird like you heard comments from random people who you'd work with or something and they'd say like you know like men nowadays like men nowadays they can't say anything without being like accused or something like some fucking bardo shit and I don't know you just kind of keep your mouth shut because it's a work environment and people have different perspectives and sometimes you don't want to hash it out and that whole vibe leads to this awkward cringe environment of like what do we what do we do but overall like i thought it was interesting because it was addressed and it was talked about um and people are at least aware of what's going on and they might say their comments here and there and you might agree or you might not agree but at least it's out there and it is a conversation so yeah that was kind of the downfall part and the other part was just i don't know it was just like strange towards the end um, it's like this huge high you get while you're there, just having the best time and seeing all these, I don't know, like celebrities and people who you've admired. Like, I was at a screening of this film called Lords of Chaos about this Norwegian black metal band, and Sky Ferrer was in it. I'm sure a lot of you guys know who she is. And like, I had idolized her in my youth, and I loved her music. And I was, like, walking down a stairwell after a movie, and I just turned around, and I saw her, like, literally five steps away from me. And I was like, what? You know, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't feel, like, my heart pumping like I usually would, I guess, maybe with celebrities. Like, she was just a total normal person who was, probably had, like, anxiety. And I think, um... Like, towards the end of the festival, when we were taking everything down and just closing up shop, it was a little bittersweet, because it felt like all the magic had been squeezed out, and they were all going off to separate areas of the world, and it's like you were thrown into something, like, super magical, and then it was just all kind of, like, puffed out away from you, and I don't know. I Like, I know people who would follow that magic or follow that work and keep on doing it. Like, you move to New York or L.A. or you get in the business. But I'm not sure if that was, like, exactly what I personally wanted for myself. At least in, like, a certain degree or a certain area of mindset. So, yeah. But there were really just exciting things happening, like, the Oscars were announced while I was there, and that was a huge thing, and, um, I've seen a few films, a few of the big films for Oscar contenders, but I saw Call Me By Your Name, and I really love that, such a beautiful, like, love story that doesn't have, like, fucked up, like, it is, you know, a breakup story eventually, but, nothing goes wrong, like, it's just a love story, you know, and um I really loved, I mean, okay, if you haven't seen it, you might not want to listen to me right now, but uh, Timothy's character, when he's kind of crying towards the end of the film, talking with his father about love and being courageous and you know, really feeling your feelings, like, that's not really usually my vibe, like, I tend to, um, you know, skirt over the painful things, because who would want to just be in pain all the time, you know, but, um, I really loved and resonated with that part of the story when the father is telling the boy to realize, like, what he had was special, and that he shouldn't punish himself for Withdraw himself from that love in the future and to just really like feel it out and cry and be true, you know. And I really, really, really loved that scene with the psychedelic first song, um, Love My Way, when they're dancing and you just see them dancing with their other like significant partners, but they're kind of like secretly dancing with each other and it's beautiful and amazing and spicy as hell so i don't know there are beautiful things out there and i feel like that's what valentine's day can be for you if you're not thinking about your personal shortcomings or whatever like if you're with somebody if you're not fuck it just enjoy the beautiful things that are happening right in front of you or on screen or in a museum i don't know wherever so, that's what I'm going to play. I'm going to play that Psychedelic Furs song because I like it. It's bittersweet, but also it's got this like beautiful mantra to it. So, love my way, Psychedelic Furs. Love you all. Be safe on Valentine's and appreciate yourselves and appreciate the things around you and just luxuriate in uh, the good things about life. So.